This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. And he's in. He is in. in. Can you hear me? You are in. I don't know what happened there. I was I was ejected and barred from the space. Clearly, Twitter technology should be going into Star Trek 101 then. Yeah, yeah. Could but be, then could we be. wouldn't have actually have a platform in which to broadcast this space. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Did I miss anything? Did I miss anything like really? When 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 do you go back? Are you back in September or are you back in August? Oh, September, man. Who's going back in August? I'm back. My first inset's 31st of August. Didn't you finish late as well, though? You finished like a week late. Well, I've had exact. I've got exactly five weeks off. We break up on the 27th, which is a Wednesday, and we're back on the. 31st which is also a Wednesday well, I don't know how I've managed this but I've got I, I finished a week before you and it seems like I'm starting a week after you how many weeks do you get in October um, I don't know like there are four in October is there like what in the month as in half ter- the October half term oh, half sorry term. sorry man <laughs> I don't know how many weeks there are in a month it's like uh, yeah no I, in October like one I think Wait. Okay, so we get two in October, and I used to think this is really, really good. I love having two weeks off in October, but I think I need to be an extra week in the summer now. I don't know if it's COVID, COVID related, or just general work stress or whatever. But I feel I do feel as if I need about six weeks in the summer, which I know is quite a privileged thing to say for, as a member of a teaching profession. Um, and people complain about our holidays, but we do deserve them. We're changing it up in Wales, allegedly. They're going through some kind of like uh, consultation thing where they're going to look at it and say, like, actually, why do we have six weeks off the summer? You know, should the school year be different? Is it bad for parents? And then they're, they're apparently looking into it. So you never know. I might be one of these, like, I might only get two weeks off in the summer after this all goes through. Who knows? Our term dates in Nottinghamshire are now confirmed up to 2029. So this five week summer, two week half term is now a permanent fixture. Unless I move. Yeah, move to like Leicester down the road or somewhere, Derby. I'm, I'll tell you what, Nathan, I'm not moving to Leicester because they go back a week earlier than me. They're back on the 24th. What? Oh, okay, well, let's... Uh, they broke up ridiculously early in July. I can't believe it. Who's in this space? There must be like, oh, Scotland go back early. I know that much. And and some like, you know, people who work abroad in, in United Arab Emirates and stuff, they seem to go back early as well. I don't know. But... I think going back pre-first September should go into Staff Room 101. Oh, that is a great Is that job. a nice, quick, early, easy one? Easy one, easy one. Who, who, who would disagree, though? Who have we got in? Is there anyone who looks, I don't know, Scottish, maybe? Maybe they've got... A, along. Maybe they've got, like... A... <laughs> anyone who looks Scottish? I'm anyone who looks Scottish, let me have a look. Use the names with Mac or something in it. I don't know, you know, that kind of thing. Um <laughs> Who would want to go back early? I don't see what the benefit is, but there must be some. If Scotland do it all the time, there must be some benefit to it, right? Am I wrong there? Does Scotland not go back early? You can correct me. 
Does anyone understand what Scotland? Well, Scotland have just had their exam results, haven't they? Yeah, that confused me because I really panicked when people were like, "Oh, exam results tomorrow," and that really panicked me that I'd somehow got the dates wrong. So yeah, of course, our our results days are slightly yeah they're slightly odd because A level is on the eighteenth of August, which is my brother's wedding day, mm. and GCSE is the twenty fifth, which is my birthday. So I will not be anywhere near school for either of those. Oh, you know, poor show. Could you not have gone for the morning? Sorry? Could you not have just gone for the morning, you know, or gone back for the party at the end? Hmm. Hmm. Probably not, let's face it. Um, but also, my I only teach, what is it, 15% of our A-level unit? A level course for oh, history, no. so I'm not exactly... I see. Has, has Roger's been scrolling through and found us any Scottish people yet? No. 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 If Rogers is busy scrolling down, picking his top three, well, that might be the wrong space. Wrong space, I think that is. That's the other one. Um, the, uh, right. So, I know nothing I'll be about Scotland. Now. Right. I know, uh, nothing, me didn't I know nothing about Scotland beyond my assumption that they go back early for some reason. Don't know why. Rogers wants to put in that uh, going back before the... Um, 1st of September. I agree with this. I can't see why anyone would go back before. You do. Is there anyone else in here who, go, who is going back to work, to school? Not putting up displays. Yeah. We're not talking about that. Not going in and sorting your planning out your classroom. I'm talking about actual termed, timetabled contact time before the 1st of September. Is there anyone? Give us a wave. I only start teaching kids on the 2nd of September. Yeah, but it's still the other stuff's still contact time, right? It's still di- first and the sorry, first is contact, directed time. It's still directed time, right? But you have to be there. You can't, like, just... Is there anybody? Anybody going back in all... It's just you, mate. Give us some sort of emoji, emoticon response, if that's you. Nah. Well, I, I think nobody. it's an easy win, then, because it seems it just affects you. That, that's the only uh, the, the only uh, p- like person who it affects. Um, do you have any benefits to it? Any benefits? Yeah. Are you looking forward to it? Do you think it's a good idea? Are you dreading it? I'm looking ahead with great trepidation as always. Okay, so I, if I was to say put it in the bin, you get an extra couple of days of, of summer. I'm calling August summer. Like, I'm not sure if it technically will be by then. Might have all finished up and it'd be raining. But I'm calling it summer. You get a couple of extra days of summer, Tom, uh, if I, if we put it in. We didn't decide who was sitting on the, the, the judging chair, did we? So am I going to judge? No, but given that we're both co-hosts, I think we have to come to a mutual agreement. Here, okay. And I think that's quite simple. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to count up. There's like maybe like 30-odd people here against you. So the only person who this is going to affect is you, right, against the rest of us. So I that that's my bartering. That's my that's my arguing chip. Mm-hmm. In the words of Boris Johnson to the energy companies today, I'm strongly urging you to to put going back before September into staff from one oh one. Yeah, and if I can get four hundred quid as well, that'd be great. Yeah, urged. Mm-hmm. Well, is that? Like, I think it's in. Okay, but I was, we don't have like because there isn't anyone to decide. Right, it's in. We need a third wheel. If anyone would like to join the panel and be our third wheel, I'm not sure that's the right phrasing, is it? The right, the, the be that like. Should we have a look and the see tie who's, who's here? If anyone would like to join and be the tiebreaker, Pusley, Pusley, we've got Darcy, we've got Woody, we've got this Matt, we've got 
it's Ken Gilfie's vowed never to call into a teacher's talk radio space. Really? So, you know, bring habit of a lifetime. Why? We've got Miss Evans, we've got Zaina, Nadia, Mr. T, Sarah Payne, Peter Amuhaya, Mr. Leany, D, Miss C, Lindsay, Caris, Caroline, Ian, Sam. And crimes, whoever that is, and if he over as well. So we've got quite a few people here. Okay. Who could join? Cool. So uh, how do they do that, Tom? They hit that little mic button, don't they? And, and that sends a request. Yes, down to us. on the bottom left of your screen, if you are on a mobile device, um, what you need to do is press the request to speak button, and myself, Nathan, or Tom Rogers will bring you in. I've currently got a dog in my left ear who wants to say hello to everybody. So say hello to everybody. Oh, she's shut up. Um, oh, she's back. And so, yeah. Um, oh, my word. There you go. I'm getting licked in the face now. Fantastic. Nothing like live radio. Yeah, again, so. wrong space. Um, wrong space, HB. Wrong space. <laughs> That's the other one. That's the other one. Um, right. Um, Okay, so we, we have been through, I'm trying to look at where we're up to, apart from this, this kind of you being mauled by, what kind of dog is it, by the way? Just just while we're on topic, what kind of dog? Licked, not mauled. Mauled, licked. I suppose that just depends on your preferences, Mr. Rogers. I missed all of that. What kind of dog is it, Tom? Oh, it's a lovely beagle. Oh, I imagine they're dribbly. imagine they're dribbly. I've never had a beagle. Not, not really. Not really. Quite well behaved. Okay. Not bad for a rescue. Okay. So we need some things to throw in. And um, the way this works, right, the way this works, uh, apart from the fact there's only two of us, which makes tiebreaker judgments really hard. So if you want to join on the panel, join us. Be like the, the – I shouldn't have said third wheel because that made it sound like it was a dating thing. It's not. The deciding vote, I, I, I think the word is. Decide If you want to be the deciding vote, the, tossa, the to, coin tosser, um, then you can get, click to speak and join and do that. If you have something you would... You, you hate, need to stop calling our listeners to talk. You'll get me banned again from, from, from the spaces and from Twitter. Uh, the, the, so, or if... Oh, Hughes, Lisa. Is he? Oh, okay, let's see what he's, what he's bringing to the table. Could I also suggest, by the way, yeah. for many people who either don't really want to call in, or do you really want to call in, but have probably got a dog licking their face as well? And then in the bottom right of their screen, there is a speech bubble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they press the speech bubble, they can tweet, and the tweet will appear to anybody who also clicks that speech bubble. And when somebody's tweeted, you'll be able to tell because that button will go purple. Ah, uh, so you can comment them without actually speaking, like, speaking. I was going to say speaking out loud. But yeah, so if you've got something done. you'd like to put in Staff Room 101 or any thoughts on any of the items up for Staff Room 101, then all you have to do is comment in that. And we can pin things because we have the power to do that. We can also remove people from the space who, if you're in the first space, you will know all about that. Poor Nathan. So, yeah, loads of ways you can get involved and make sure you use that hashtag Staff Room 101. Cool. Right, Scott, how's it going? Good, good. Not too bad. Not too bad. How are we getting on? I just thought I wanted to uh, join in and be your, your third wheel tosser. Yeah, fantastic. Well, uh, you, you tick at least one of those criteria. So we are, we're, <laughs> we are superbly placed to be our, our third wheel. And what I've actually noticed it does there is it puts four of us across the top there, which is fab. I like that. 
uh, four across the top. We do need some things to prone. Scott, what have you been up to? When do you go back? Um, I go back on the 31st as well. <gasps> I'm a, I know. Like actual know. directed time, like back into an insert kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the, the first time it's happened and oh, I don't know how I feel about it. But other than that, yeah, okay. not been too bad. Anything nice happening too bad. Over, over summer? Have you been getting in, 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 enraged by Twitter wars in edgy Twitter or have you been staying away and relaxing at the beach in holiday? Um, I'm probably going to jinx myself, but I think I've managed to stay away from any sort of real Twitter kickoffs. Recently, I've probably just put my foot in it there. Um, I've just been trying to sort my life out a little bit, no catching up on all the going to the dentist and painting fences and getting kids' handprints off the walls, all that jazz. Have you seen this thing about the NHS dentist and that there's no NHS dentists anywhere? Did you catch that in the news? Yeah, well, I saw it in the news. The other thing, I know it sounds really weird thing to talk about, but when you go to the dentist now, you used to get, like, scale and polish or, like, a proper clean and stuff when you go. And now they don't do that anymore to save time. And I was like, go to the dentist once or twice a year. You don't even get a little polish anymore. Like, they're cutting the services you are getting as well, so it's not great. But, did did yeah. they still give you a sticker? Um, I just took one of the kids last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brutal, <laughs> brutal parenting there from Scott. Um, okay, so we need some things. You've put in here teacher planners, deep hatred. Should we, uh, are we going to take that as, as your thing? Do you want to expand? I'll, I'll, I'll go for that, yeah. Teacher planners, oh, I can't stand them. I cannot stand them. And the amount of money they spend on them, like they're a fortune, particularly people who get like little bespoke ones all by themselves and they come in, they're all fancy. Who has the time to sit there and fill them in? Like, I get when you first start teaching. I get write it down, help you organise things like that. I think once you've done been a couple of years, like you just don't need them. It's just an absolute waste of time. And then people who spend like hours over them, making them all pretty and things like, oh no, no, I just can't do it. Okay, so I'm going to bring HB in at this point because I I understand like I have many many times regretted talking to him about how he uses pens and he decides what <laughs> pens to use, which is apparently I don't, I only purple pen in my teacher planner. If um, there was anyone who we're allowed to mark in any planner, our teacher planners have to be done in purple only. That is a what? joke. Before you take it seriously, oh, God. Um, Sorry, I thought that. I should I point out. A couple of years ago. Uh, because our school always buys us teacher planners um, and we cannot ask for an A4 one or an A5 one or not for one at all. And I've asked for one every single year. But a couple of years ago, they changed the company. I won't name any of the companies. They changed the company who produced the planners for us. And they gave us planners which didn't have dates already written into the planners. So you'd have to write in the date into every page. And that, to me, was such a waste of effort and such a waste of time that I just completely gave up on it and just used, you know, Outlook and other, like, online software, online stuff, just to keep a track of what I needed to do when in terms of, like, calendar stuff. So I'm happy to put teacher planners without dates pre-written in into the edgy bin that is Staff Room 101. But I think we need to hear from a few more people. Well, look, I, I see Miss Evans there is requested. Someone's going to uh, connect her to see she connects me. I, I am strongly on the other end. I have a teacher planner. I, I also subscribe to a stationary um, company 
poor teachers who who, who love it, um, and they send me a box uh, once once a month that I receive stationery, and I've received one over summer. I open it with the kids at school. They look, you know, I've got lovely pens. I'm a big stationery fan. Can't spell it, but I'm a big stationery fan. So I am fully engrossed in this. I have the planners that have beautiful covers. You know, you choose, you know, all of it. I have that little tape that I put around the edges of it that sort of, you know, Scott probably hates me for. So I am strongly currently on that side. That's where the the, the, the three of us... The, the, the free horsemen of the apocalypse here in Star from 101 are sitting. Miss Evans, where do you sit on teacher planners? I'm outraged. I love a teacher planner. I think they're great. I have I, Every year I have a different one. It's personalised. I've got all my meetings in certain coloured pens and highlighted. I've got everything in there in terms of my lessons and my meetings. Um, and yeah, I love to put my coloured pens in there. I carry all my paperwork around in it. I take it to all my meetings. Um, I can't believe you put a teacher planner in Staff Room 101. It's like the best part of September is put, getting my teacher planner ready. But only September. And by the time you get to about November, it's sort of ab- abandoned. No, I use my teacher in planner all the time. In percent of cases, you'd be the anomaly, right? I don't think so. Everyone I know walks around with their teacher planner. And we've got I've got um, a meetings, meetings pages in it. Whenever I go to um, my fortnightly meetings or line management meetings, I put all my, my minutes and stuff in there. And I've also got um, a matching little notebook that I do my to-do lists in. I love that. I don't know, maybe it's my little bit of organisation that's just for me in the chaos of everything else in school. But um, no, I, I like all the stationery. I like having my special pens and I like having my special planner with my name on it. So I've just taken on my first TLR and I have my own little small diary slash journal, which I use exclusively just to minute stuff from those meetings. Um, so I keep that completely separate. So I And then in terms of like organisation and stuff, I just think Outlook's much better. I just think giving yourself regular reminders online, you know, we're on email a lot of the time as teachers on the background. So to get it in quite nicely is quite nice. And I can also, on our sort of, it's not Sims, but it's like Sims. It's been produced exclusively for the school where we see our timetable for a week, we can put little, we can right click and put little extra things in there for, as it not to do things as well. So um, that's quite nice. So I think online has now sort of made the teacher planner quite defunct in many a way, especially when they don't already have the dates in for you. Okay, well, like, I, I don't know, like online is one thing, right? Online is one, and I can understand people that are making that argument. Right. But I think people are arguing against having them and not having it online. That's what worries me about it. Now, we've got Miss Mac as a speaker. Miss Mac, what, what have you come, come in to say? Are you pro planner, against planner, like average planner? I don't know what the options are here. Miss Mac. I am a, a, a pro planner. I, I feel like if I didn't have my planner, I didn't know what I was doing each day. And much like Miss Evans, everything's colour coded all my like learning objectives are always in green so I know what I'm teaching them and then if I need to print something off that's highlighted in pink so I remind myself to print it otherwise I wouldn't remember um and I lost my planner for like three days and it was absolute chaos in the classroom because I kept trying to remember like what lesson they had like just done to remind myself of which one they're doing because when I plan like my classes I'll plan like three or four lessons at a time um and if I didn't have my planner there to tell me what the LO was I don't think I'd remember um and then to go on the whole thing of like the date I'd like my planner because it doesn't have the dates in so if 
I spill a cup of coffee on some of the pages, which I have done before, I can just rip those pages out without losing like the the days. Or if like my half terms are at certain points, I don't have to waste any pages. So I quite like the the dateless planner and don't want it in Staff Room 101. Okay, I'm going to throw back to Scott here because he, he put this forward, right, as, as a thing. Now, I want to just clarify what it is that he dislikes about what it is that, that the rest of us are doing. What, what it is that aggravates me. Now, Scott, is it the fact that it's on paper, like Tom suggested? Is it the fact that it is, you know, we're spending too much time on it? Is it the fact that, you know, some of them, you know, mine last year was, was fairly expensive. I spent a lot of stationery, but that's, that's my choice. What is it specifically about teacher planners that you dislike? Everything about them irks me. <laughs> everything, like absolutely everything, irks me about them. So, like, my, like my my kids go to school, and my daughter's really bad for this. Like the latest fad that's going on in school, they want to get those water bottles that smell like fruit that aren't fruit, and they've oh, got to yeah. have them. And they buy it, and they move on to something else, and they move on to something else. And I think there's lots of that that sort of we're now getting as adults, we're becoming faddy, and people go, "Oh, I want to buy this." Oh, everyone else, let's buy this. I don't like that part of it. And I don't think, like, when I'm teaching, I just, in my head, I know this This is where I go up to, this is moving on to the next lesson, this is where I'm up to, and I, I'll write, like, I have a, a sheet on my desk that'll be, like, my to-do list that I'll, I'll tick off as I go. But, like, as, as a planner, I just, I always try and use, like, oh, always a given one, I think, it's a waste not to use it, and schools spend a fortune on them, and I'm, I mean, a week, two weeks, at a push, and then it just gets left, and I think... When we've got schools that have not got enough money anyway, it's a massive waste of money because not everyone uses them. And most of the time, I've got meetings or things like that. I just rem remember I've got a meeting. Um, maybe that's just me having an overactive mind all the time, picking on these things and keeping them all in there. But it's probably why I'm so tired all the time. Um, but it's, it's that, like, the faddiness of them. It's the fact that, like, this idea of, like, you're expected to use them and if you don't like them, or they don't work for you. It's like, why are you not using your teacher planner? I just, I just don't like them. I just do not like them. And then you've got people that go like next level in there, and you like color code things, and put all this extra stuff in. Where have you got the time from? Like, where, where does that time come from? You should be spending that time somewhere else. Go and spend time with your family. Go out with your mates, or spend time planning your lessons. Like, color coding your planner. Who has the time? I understand. Like, when you first start teaching, and you're really enthusiastic, you'll proper get into it in the station and things like that. After a couple of years, I mean, just turn up with my teeth brushed is like a plus. <laughs> right. I'm not. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be astonished. I'll, I'll tell you what's astonishing here, Nathan. It's astonishing. <laughs> I never thought it would ever happen. Is for colour coding to be so utterly denigrated by a geography teacher. Oh, 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 oh. That is true. Oh, I mean, this is a world first. It's literally it's never like a map, happened before. right? So thank you very much, Scott, for making history. I want to read out what people have said. Oh, yeah, go on. And, yeah. So Mr. T has said, I once spent 30 quid on a special planner with his name, a little piece of string, so he could keep track of the day he was on. It felt very lovely. And this was to go with a planner. His school actually bought them. So mistakes were made, he says. Um a hectic teacher says I'd be lost without mine when I'm teaching multiple groups of the same year but different units due to different splits. Although he does create his own, it specifically meets his needs. Very good. Miss W says I like to have a diary so I have a visual on what is on my to-do list on what day but completely don't understand why anyone would spend their time writing their timetable in when they could print it out. Exactly. 
and Sam says, completely agree that teacher planners are a waste of time. A simple to-do list is perfectly fine if you want to organise yourself. If you want your tweet to be read out, then why not press that comment button that somebody has just done on the bottom right of your screen, the little speech bubble which has gone purple. Um, if you want to call in like Miss Mac and Miss Evans and Scott have done, then please do press okay. the button. Tom, I am in defence of highlighting and colouring in because I'm sure on some level that, that it helps me. I sit down with my planner and I look at it with a cup of, cup of coffee in the morning and I go over it and I kind of like go around it, look at it. That, that helps it. Printing a bit of paper and sticking it in doesn't get it into my head. It's like revision of some sort, I guess. Now, Miss Mac had her hand up first. Let's throw to Miss Mac, see what she wants to come back on Scott when he was saying her that she was wasting her time or whatever it was, you know, Scott was saying. Miss Mac. Well, I think the colouring, the colouring in, sorry, I'm colouring, it's just a highlight. It takes me maybe 30 <laughs> seconds, Scott. Um, I, I, one, it helps me organise myself. But two, just to go off your, your what I'm going to be dubbing a deconstructed planner with your piece of paper, with your time, well, not your timetable, but all your notes on it of what you need to do. That is a planner. It's just a day by day planner instead of a, a whole wad of paper that's a, a whole year. Oh, that that is my life. It's not even teaching. It's my life list. Anything that's going on goes on the list, gets ticked off the list, on the list, ticked off the list. Deconstructed all... planner. <laughs> no. It's a to-do list. It's a, it's a deconstructed list. planner. That's essentially what a planner is, isn't it? So uh, I've got to teach that, then that, then that, then that. You're doing it just in this form. I also like how everyone's like wanting to colour in and highlight the shade that geography gets about this, and we're not the colouring is. It turns out it's every other subject. Yeah, because we're doing it in our free time, not in our time. <laughs> yeah, you joke, Scott. I've got little bits of coloured tape with like little pretty pictures on it that go around the borders and stuff. I've got the oh, whole shebang. Stunning. You've got a little what, Nathan? Sorry, I missed you that. You get this little tape. Right, oh. the stick around, and it's got comes with printed pictures on, and you go that around the border, right? You know, so different colours and different things, and you know, it's, it's decorative. I like it. It's a little bit artistic. It's nice. Was you know, geography friends. Geography. I am a geography teacher. I'm, I'm not really an anything teacher, really. Primary, isn't it? I'm a primary teacher. I right. Think, uh, I think I've been sick in my mouth, to be honest. Miss Evans, what, what, what? You've got your hand up. So let, let's hear, in defence, come on, I'm not entirely mad here. A nice planner is a nice thing. I think my use of the planner stretches back to when I first started, about 13 years ago, when before we had, um, well, before we kept data on Sims, um, a lot of us actually kept our data in the backs of our planner where you had all of your class registers and all of their assessment levels and grades in the back. I don't tend to use that anymore. Um but when I first started, planners are quite important to keep all that data in one place for the classroom teacher. And you would whip it out in parents' evening and, you know, read the data across to see what all their assessments were um, before maybe SIMS or whatever other data um, services are being used was popular. Um, and also in my planner, I do have a to-do list in my matching notebook, but my to-do list is massive. And I don't know if it's a head of department thing. I have after-school meetings in a certain colour or anything that I have to be vice aware of in certain colours. And I actually... Why are you laughing? And I actually have to staff in my freeze, I timetable, where I'm doing my to-do list because my time is so sparse and I've got to think of my whole department, I run key stage four and five and all my lessons. My free time is quite special. So 
I try and figure out where I'm doing my to-do list to hit all the deadlines and priorities I've got. And I sometimes have to timetable what my staff are doing. So if there's something important, I know where it's coming up. So I use my planner to do a lot of things, actually, not just my own lessons. I, I do actually do the, the time. No, on my end of timetable at the very beginning of the year. For all my PPAs, I timetable in like certain activities that I will be doing. So if it's like department monitoring or if it's marking or anything like that, I put that on my timetable very first thing in the year because you find you otherwise your PPAEs, I think as a middle either just get sucked away from you. Um, so I do think that that's a really good idea. It's something I've always done actually. Um, but yeah, I think for me, I think it's the, it's the duplication of st stuff. And you thinking like for me, it's a waste of time because I've got my timetable. I know where I'm at. Like the, the kids' work followers is sort of online, so that ticks off as it goes. Um, the kids' data is online, or it would be on Sims or in the department folders. And I think it's just that there's often whatever you can find in a planner, it'll be somewhere else as well. And I hate it when work is being duplicated and being done more than once. I think as a head of department, and particularly a big department, it uses up a massive amount of your time if you're duplicating. Work and I think that's one of the, the main gripes I have with planners altogether. That all that information is already somewhere, and we're just spending time writing it down again. True, right, it's nice having it in one place though, all yeah. together, so you can see everything. My week on double page spread, everything in one go, so I can see what I'm dealing with. But I know what you mean. I mean, we're not allowed to use Outlook or Teams on our phones or personal devices, um, so the only way we can access anything digitally is on our school laptop. So, you know, if I want to have a look at what I'm doing that, you know, that week, or I want to sit and figure something out with member of staff when they call me, I whack open the planner instead of having to log onto the computer, go into Outlook. It is much faster, I think, as well. Yeah. I think it's more, I think it's a failure in aligning things in school. It's, it's not just a planner thing, but it's a wider issue that if, you can, if you're going onto like class charts and going onto Sims and you've got this over there and then you've got CISRA elsewhere, you've got all these different systems. And as schools, we're really quite bad at having lots of different things that don't work together and actually waste quite a lot of our time. If someone was to make a system did all those things and put them together, they'd make an absolute fortune. And the amount of time it's saved would be unbelievable. And I think, for me, it's that planner is the repeating of information that I just I really don't like it in education. It's one of those things that I think, over years of being a middle leader, that's what really impacts on your time. A lot You're redoing things and you think, oh, why my time's precious i don't want to be redoing stuff i want to be doing the stuff that's important right scott i want to ask you something okay because this i think you know i, I just want to the, the only thing i can think back to is long long ago when you did your a levels maybe gcse's right when you had a revision timetable what did that <laughs> look like what did you do with it no because i think i might be you know did you write it out yourself did you color it in they did you have a revision I, timetable I, I went to one of the the biggest and roughest schools in a in a city Liverpool, and I I never had a revision timetable. Um, some of my exams, I just sort of went for my night out in town the night before, and then just rocked up in the next day. Um, I can't say I was particularly studious. I would like I'd like to say that, and I tell the kids I was, but I wasn't. Okay, so you, I'm just you know not that I'm stereotyping there that what it was like then, what it was now. Now, Miss Evans, if I throw to you, Nathan, yeah, go on. I think it's a bit of correlation here because I I didn't have a revision timetable at any stage either. Yeah. 
I sort of woke up. And I was quite, I was a bit different to Scott. I sort of woke up and I was like, oh, what am I going to revise today? But I didn't timetable any of it. I didn't plan any of it. And sometimes I'd be like, oh, I can't be bothered to revise, so I won't bother. So I won't revise anything. So no, I think there might be a bit of similarity here between those of us who didn't have a revision timetable when we were at school, and those of us who don't particularly like teacher planners, but organise ourselves in other means. And to quote Caroline Evans here, it's like listening to discussing your own revision technique. At the end of the day, do what works for you. Can't bin it because it does work for some, including her. Okay, well, let's let's go on to my then. So we got Miss Mac. What did you have a like? Did you, I don't know. Did you do GCSEs, A levels? Did you have a revision timetable that you coloured in in the same way that you do now with your adult planner? Absolutely, to the to the hour. We, I went to almost the complete opposite of Scott again. Um, a very good school that was very much if you were getting Bs, you were seen as failing, and so every minute of my free time was timetable for what I would be revising and it was all colour coded and all fancy and it did help me because it made me stick to it and made me accountable so maybe maybe you're onto something here. Yeah, I wonder if it's like a class thing. I know this sounds really weird but I wonder if it's actually <laughs> it's, it's class related. People have uh, been supported and being studious at school and gone to like a, a better school of aspirations and things like that and they're all organised. I've continued that into later life and then there's me just live my best life for me to-do list. <laughs> I wouldn't agree with that because I wasn't that organised when I was younger and I didn't go to the best school, so... Don't know. Right, so see, Miss Evans, I'm with you. I uh, My my GCSEs, my A-levels, wasn't planned out at all. Back bits of paper and stuff. And now I am more. Right, now we're joined Sorry. by head teacher chat. Oh. I can just hear... It. Hello, we're Hello, mumbling. can you hear us? We're mumbling in the background. I have just realised I have my microphone on. Thanks for letting us in. I'm loving this chat tonight. It's absolutely brilliant. Go on. So um, I, I should point out, you do have a little bit of skin in the game here because you do sell head teacher planners. Sorry, do. Do any middle leader planners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm yeah. not coming in for an effort. I promise, I promise, I promise. So I'm Lucy. And I'm, sorry. Yeah, no, don't be dark. It's fine. And actually, it's really good to hear this because it's, it's important for us to know because, um, you know, we, we design plans because... I used planners myself when I was in class and as, as as a school leader. And in the end, I started to make my own planner. This will make your toes curl, Mr. Pug. I don't know what your name is, sorry. <laughs> I used to make my own because I couldn't ever find anything that met, meet, met my needs. And, you know, I was doing so many different roles um, all of the time. I mean, when I was in reception teaching for three days a week, on my two days leadership, I was Senko. English lead, phonics lead, early years lead, um, community lead, parents lead, assessment lead, you name it, I was doing everything. And a bit like your other lovely guest, she was saying she's got different colour codes of different areas. That was me to a T. I had a flipping trolley that I used to walk around with, with notebooks in, with different notebooks for every area because it was just so hard to keep on top of stuff. And so now what I ended up doing is having one planner with everything in and do you know what the amazing thing happened at that point my stress level reduced uh, my well-being improved because suddenly all of my information was there and I didn't have to look for it so that's kind of why we love planners but you're absolutely right Every, everybody loves a plan and you've got to do what's right for you my we've got two uh, lovely young boys and they use um you know software and uh, computer apps and stuff like that for their note-taking in their diaries you've got to do 
what's right and what's comfortable for you. And I 100% agree with the no need for duplication. But it's I'm really passionate about that. We haven't got time to duplicate. If you've got your plans written somewhere else, you don't need to write them out again. <laughs> but what you could do is uh, print them out and stick them in. Uh, so, you know, if you know do do what's right for you anyway sorry if i've gone on too long <laughs> no thank you very interesting to hear different points of view and sorry i just wanted to check there because we've had some secondary comments did you mention was it reception and primary are you talking about yeah so i i was uh um an acting head whilst i was uh teaching reception um and okay i was also deputy head and senko an assistant head teacher whilst also having a reception class and being in charge of the early years unit so it's a challenging role and I think that was what grows that's you know depending on how much stuff you have um you know depend makes you realize well actually I do need to write some stuff down because sometimes you haven't got time to log into a computer and that's what I was finding you know I was running from my classroom to go into something like a safeguarding meeting at the end of the day and I hadn't got time to download stuff um you know, so that's why I have a planner. Obviously, you don't put your safeguarding stuff in a planner, but you do know what I mean. You, I, all my important notes and stuff, I'd put in my in my notebooks and my planners. And then when it came to those meetings that I knew I wouldn't have much time to prepare for, I I didn't worry about it because I knew I had it all in there. And it was just, it, it just really helps my well being actually, um, and it helps me cope as an acting head. <laughs> With I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something in here. I on. like planners, but yeah, to yeah. kind of support both sides of the argument here, yeah. I d I do get the argument around cost. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if a planner is cost costed at say, I don't know, thirty five quid, fifteen to twenty or something, <laughs> that's very different from say yeah. forty to fifty. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think cost, uh, that's the only thing I say, even though I love lists and I love writing stuff down and I, I have always had a planner and I like planners. But I think on the cost issue, just to throw my two pennies in, that's, yeah. where, that's where I would, yeah. yeah. I'll tell I, you I what, I think agree. we should have a vote. Um, <laughs> give, us yeah. a, give us a wave if you're listening <laughs> and you would pay more than £25 for a teacher planner. Give us a wave if you would pay more than £25 for a teacher planner. Give us a wave. Give us a wave. Who have we got apart from Nathan and head teacher chat? Give us a wave if you would pay more than £25 for a head teacher planner. Come on. Where are they? Nobody. Right, give us a wave then if you would actually different to most of it. Give us a heart if you would pay more than £15 for a teacher planner. Let's let's see what our range is. Give us a heart if you pay more than fifteen pounds for a teacher planner. What have we got? Miss Miss Mason is giving us a heart. I can't. So many people there. I can't see who's doing what. But it does seem as if people like free teacher planners. <laughs> <laughs> teacher planners. People aren't prepared. To, you know, people are more than happy when their school goes and buys them in bulk and then, you know, gives them away for free or for a very small price. Sorry for mentioning price. <laughs> I'm going now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can, uh, can I can I come in from a, like a producer's point of view in terms of I'm not advertising at all, but I'm just going to tell you from from production point of view, the reason why our planners, for example, are the price they are is because the cost to print them is almost the price that we sell them at. The, there's hardly any profit in it. 
And the reason we sell them in in the first place is to help everyone and to support them and to look after their well-being and to give you something that's really useful. Um, so that's kind of why we 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 sell them at that price. Uh, we've actually had a quote just come back from a printer that's going to charge us four hundred and fifty pounds for one copy. So you know, thirty five quid isn't bad in in the grand scheme of things. You know, well, when you think of the hours and the effort that goes into producing them. You know, there's an awful lot of thought that goes into it. So, you know, 35 yeah. quid, I know it's a lot of money. I get that. I um, was there with you the, but, the whole way. You know, yeah. I, I, I very much love my planner. And, and you know, there's, uh, I've just noticed, though, HB, we've got and and Grimes who's joined us. Um, and Grimes, are you there? Can yeah. You hello. Hello. Um, t are you a teacher, primary, secondary, um, leader? Uh secondary um and i was i was new uh, i was a new subject lead last year um okay. turns out i was key stage two three and four without realizing it <laughs> oh yeah it's a big range um yeah, so have, have, have you joined to talk about teacher planners or do you have something new to try and throw into staff in 101 where are we at what what, what are you joined um, us for we're still kind of around teacher planners teacher pla a teacher planner gave me the security in a new role <laughs> To know okay. that I'd done some planning and then reassure myself that, you know, I wasn't completely unprepared because I kept waking up thinking, oh, no, I've not done this. I've not done that. At least seeing some sort of ticks in a box at any time of the day or night helped me. Um, okay. And the other reason was because when you're new, you don't have access to all the internal systems like Outlook and the teacher drive and all the rest of it. So having a planner and memory sticks kind of justified that I would have the resources on hand if I needed them under my own control. So, yeah, yeah. I can definitely see that. And I think, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there is something Scott was saying there about, is it a confidence level when you're a new teacher, when you're new to a role, when you've got a lot of things going on, maybe definitely that's it. was. Yeah. But I did buy another one this year because I've started a new role again. Yeah. Um, and um, but the the thing I did just before you know a couple of days ago was I coloured in all the holidays. <laughs> yeah, it's satisfying, right? It yeah, satisfying. and you know then that you've only got to go six weeks and there's a break, and then another six weeks, and then there's a break. Um, so getting back to your original talk about um, holidays and if they change them, I'd leave. Oh. Um, I would, I would leave if they <laughs> messed around with the holidays. Yeah, I love that. I think it is right. Um, so, uh, can I just chip in as well? Um, oh yes, Scott. Of course. How could I stop you? All right. Come on. Well, well you can try. Um, the, one of the things that's popped into my head is, like, for me, I am a next level crank when it comes to organisation. Like, I like everything to be done well ahead of time everything uh, i think maybe that's why for me teacher planners is, is no use whatsoever because I, I literally spend hours and hours and hours and hours i'll get things done ahead of time and then once they're done i don't have to think about them and they can just f sort of follow through and flow and i think when you f you first start teaching you just change role and everything's not done it might be there as a bit more of a, a safety net rather than anything else but i think maybe that's why they're no use or I've not found a massive use in them is because that I like to get everything done ahead of time. Um, I've always been a bit like that. I think that's possibly why they're not that useful for me. 
Yeah. Do you not find that like a burden though? Like, you know, constantly having that. I like my planner because I write stuff in it and then I can close it. And sometimes at the weekend, do you know what? I leave it at school and metaphorically, symbolically, because I've left the, the, the book at school. I, I can't do it. Like I've left it there. My planner's at school. I'm sorry. I can't, you know, I know it's all on computers and stuff, but you know, carrying stuff in your head. I write a meeting in the diary and it's in the diary. I know that day I'll open the diary and there's a meeting there I've got to go to. Uh, do you not find I, I don't know what I'm trying to get across like that stress of being hyper aware maybe of everything that's going on for me even yeah. if I know I've got to do something and I've, I've written it down it do, I know some people that helps that doesn't help me at all like it needs to be done so this is why I, I, I push and I, I get things done ahead of time and then once they're done I forget about it and I stop worrying about it but I think for me if it was a teacher planner I'd see that as a sort of massive to-do list of all these things that i've still got to do it probably probably panic me more than help me oh yeah 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 i can see that i can see that definitely right hb where are we out judging this there are three there are three um judge spots right there's me there's scott there's you i kind of know where scott's going with it since he nominated yeah. it well shall we I hear thought... shall we hear scott's first and ben will hear yours and ben will come to mine because it's been a really enlightening discussion and i've really enjoyed this it does feel like you're going to be the tiebreaker on this so um scott like, like a little drum roll or something can we i would i would definitely put it in room 101 and then set the room on fire brutal absolutely brutal <laughs> Just a right. bit your turn. My, my turn. Yeah, I mean, the toxic fumes from those laminated planners. Um, right, mine, I, I would say, I'm a big stationary fan. I would I would keep them. Uh, you know, as I say, I subscribe to stationary boxes. I have them coming every month. I love my pens. I love my tape. I like a planner. You know, so safe for me. It's one, one each way. So my view is I've grown to... I've, is it okay to so sort of grown off teacher planners however i believe that some people don't re necessarily rely on them but enjoy using them tom can you define grown off for me? <laughs> I, I i'm afraid tom i can't um which is why i regret using that phrase twice once i can't remember um I'm and, of... and a dog is still licking your face oh, I... <laughs> I don't think he's qualified to be a judge <laughs> oh. However, Pusley, I think <laughs> I think teacher planners, for those who want to use them, I think have a place, and therefore I don't think we should force people to use alternative methods of organisation. Therefore, for now, I think they can stay just outside of staff room one hundred and one. And cut, yeah. cut me deep, cut me deep. There we go, and don't forget, Correct guys, if you're listening in, you can use emojis there. Don't right, pretend there you're not gutted, Scott. Don't I'm, I'm devastated. I'm going to go and cry. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that was a fairly popular choice there. Um, now to hear from our sponsors. Um, Wibbersnack Group are a leading provider of specialist education and care. They need people like you to help them achieve even more. With a Slack, you'll be given all the resources and support you need after a clear path to career progression and rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. With a Slack currently has some fantastic career opportunities available to apply for. Check out www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers. We also have a page on our website which helps with that as well. Um, so do check out withaslackgroup.co.uk 
forward slash careers. Um, in addition, of course, Teachers Talk Radio are looking for new hosts. If you fancy hosting on Teachers Talk Radio, um, either on Podbean, or we do have a couple of spaces slots available as well, then why not? Um, I'm not sure if you if I lost, was lost there, but if you'd like to host on Teachers Talk Radio on Podbean, or on Twitter Spaces, then send the TT Radio 2022 Twitter account a DM. Um, DM us your email address. We'll send you out a hosts pack. We're also looking for people who will take up non-hosting roles or additional roles, um, contributor roles in addition to hosting. At the moment, we're looking for a website manager, and we're also looking for um, people to help with the Twitter account as well. So if that's you, then send us a DM. Nathan, what's going in next? Do you know what? I was going to throw it out there. I've just, you know, I I think we need to find out what there is. So if there is something that has bugged you, and I, you know, I'm I'm trying to choose my words carefully because there have been some things that people have said. So if you're, you know, if you are uh, currently speaking, you can put your hand up. If you are not currently a speaker, um, you um, can uh, request to be a speaker by, by clicking that uh, mic on button we might have to remove some speakers at some point just because uh, i think it gets a bit crowded and and, and we can only have so many on at a time but we want to hear something now i'm trying to how can i word this tom you know there have been some heated exchanges over edge twitter already this summer and what we're in week two week three something like that we, it depends where you are. It depends when you oh, break yeah, of course it does. some we people talk, are entering we about four at the moment i believe no um, I can't believe probably week five or week six. Um, I can't believe it. Right, so... um, Actually, before you say your very profound thing, Nathan... Mm, Yeah? I have a question. Go on. Does a straw have one hole or two holes? Is this directed at me or everyone in the room? Everybody. Does a straw have one hole or two holes? Okay, so there is a, a hand that holds up two fingers, so they can show if it has two holes. Right, by doing the, the the victory salute thing. So if you think a straw has two holes, press that little emoji that makes the, the hand hold up two fingers, right? And I can't see anybody doing that. I don't think Unless anybody my phone really cares, to be honest. No, nobody really cares. Okay. okay um, well, the answer is one hole. Indeed, it is one hole. But, I mean, I, don't, you know, I, don't, I, I saw that go out, but I, I, I don't understand the question. That you know... It's like how many trousers is a pair of jeans? You know, it's just one, one pair of trousers, isn't it? Like, something like that, right? Okay, so right, we have some other people who joined us. So let's see who's come in. Who's who's got what? We've still got myself. We've got Tom HB. We've got Scott here as well. You still with us, Scott? Oh, I am all the way. Okay, okay. we'll try Patrick, and find something. We've got Miss Evans. Okay. We've got Mikey who's joined us, and we've still got and Crimes as well. If you cool. like to join us, we've still got some spaces, so why not press that button in the bottom I, left-hand corner? I don't think I've ever heard uh, a, a mean word said by Patrick, so let, let's see to see if he has got something he wants to throw in. Patrick, you can't have called us to tell us that you've got something you hate about edgy Twitter at the moment, surely? <clears throat> well, no, I, I, I've been out for a meal tonight and joined you about 20 minutes ago listening to that wonderful debate about planners, and I was going to contribute to that conversation, so I might have missed my point. I can give you my point if you like around planners. Just go on. Just let, let's out there. I, my, I've, I've, I've taken over a few schools that have been in special measures, and the thing I would put in is not planners, but leaders that think everyone should use the same planner. 
because both of those schools, one insisted that everybody filled all their planning in on uh, iPads and staff were subverting it by planning it elsewhere then uploading it to iPads. And then the other one, everybody had to do a four-page lesson plan for every single lesson uh, for a no-notice drop-in throughout the year. And we bring it on ourselves sometimes. So I'd put leaders in that insist on one style of planning. Oh, okay. do you know what? Just to that Have we there. ever talked about lesson planning pro for yeah, lesson pl planning pro formats? I think we have. I think we have. I think they're already in there. Have we already done that? We've already at some point, yeah, thankfully, because that would have really ground my gears or whatever the word is. I'm not a fan of pro formers. I'm not a fan of everyone having to go the same way. I think, you know, you've got to do what works for you, isn't it? Actually, you know what, Nathan? Come to think of it, I remember exactly what happened. Do you? Me? Do you remember exactly what happened? Tom, I, you know what? I have the memory of a goldfish. I can barely remember. What, what, go on, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. We debated them. Yeah. We debated them, and then we decided for trainees and ECTs, they had to stay outside of Staff Room 101, so we're not actually in there, shall we revisit that debate? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like the kind of sensible decision I would have... I, would have I mean, I've put it as the title for the space now, so you've kind of got to revisit it for a little, for at least a few minutes. Yeah, was that a deliberate pro forma? <laughs> deliberate. It's sick, man, it's pro formas. <laughs> <laughs> it's down with the kids. It's down with the NQTs, ECTs. That's the Latin uh, plural there, Tom. Very, very if, sophisticated. If That's someone can, cultural capital. If someone can call in and tell me why it's a pro forma, I would love to know, as opposed to a form or a format or a template, a lesson planning <laughs> template, because I, I hate the word pro forma. I put it in the well, same as, box as, as pedagogy. Well, as coordinator... And now I should be able to do the etymology of that. So I'll be with I'll be back with you in thirty seconds. Good, Google it because I bet it doesn't mean what people are using it to mean. Bet that word does not mean what people are using it to mean. Scott, Reformer what do you think about lesson planning pro formers? Let's hear from you. To start. Oh, I, I absolutely hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. And I think it stems from the fact that when the first half of teaching, it was every single lesson needed a lesson plan every single last lesson like needed a lesson plan and it wasn't just for the same class it was for each individual group with the kids on and things like that and all the kids data and as useful as knowing all that stuff is same again you should know that in your head you shouldn't be duplicating it and writing it down same as planners um <laughs> so for me i think it was a, a massive waste of time but it was also used as a a, a big stick to beat staff with because there's the, the sort of a a push for a while of head teacher or leaders coming in to um, review and quality assure things like your lesson plans and you're thinking how, how much time do people think you've got on your hands to be able to do all this stuff all that time you're doing those performers you're not spending them with the kids and then I think more recently because they've started to fall away in most schools and most schools don't do them anymore I'm not saying all don't do them but most schools don't do them um, the amount of time you save you can actually focus on your lesson improving your teaching and learning or just having a bit of a life um, has a massive impact. Uh, I think it's one of the, the few wins that have changed education for the better where there's there's not that massive push on um, the sort of lesson plans. But I do think that it's, it's gone from being lesson plans to now being this idea of we're all teaching the same things at the same time. Let's have it all written down and more 
a much more detailed sort of scheme of work that brings schemes of work and lesson plans together. So I don't really think they've gone. I think they've just amalgamated into something else. So just giving our middle leaders something else to do. Can I jump in there again? Yeah, Patrick, Patrick, is, are you are you in the middle of a bar brawl or something? Can you? Are you in the middle of a fight? Wow, is it noisy? You ain't my mother. Yes, I am. Is that better? Listen, I mean, I'm just worried about the people behind you. To be honest, are they okay? Is everything all right? They just want his autograph. It sounds like there's a punch-up. Is that better? Yeah. I've just stepped out onto the balcony. I'm in Malta. Oh, on cause... holiday. This is how I spend my, uh, I spend my time. Uh, Excellent. My, my, uh, my, my point was, as I threw it in there to begin with, I think there's a danger. We, we have Sometimes schools get themselves in trouble because they're just too tight and make it too tight. You've all got to do it this way. Or it's a complete free-for-all and it's too loose. So it's not one or the other, but my, my issue is how leaders interpret how you should do them. And those systems that mean everyone does it the same way at the same time, I think just provide a straitjacket for people and stifle that creativity that we want in the classroom. So it's not necessarily the pro forma, it's how the pro forma is implemented. Oh, okay, right. So that is an interesting tweak on it. I'm going to throw to some other people then. Uh, we've had Mikey's joined us. Mikey, are you there? Yeah, but I, I think the conversation's gone too far down the line now. I was uh, going to just say what I want to chuck in the bin. but No, go on. Tell us what you want to chuck in the bin and we can always hold on to it for later. We can come back to it. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, just needless paper in, in, in schools, like giving kids uh, glossy magazines to take home every half term. Um, when like you know we we could just email it to them, and uh, and I also think um, uh, pupil planners should go in the bin as well. Oh, okay, so we we have really gone in for the paper, the planners, the proformers. This episode has been heavy on paper stuff. Now, is that Mikey? Is that coming from like a green issue, from an organisation issue, a cost issue? Why why don't you like it? All all all, all of those. And, you know, we're supposed to be moving to ambitious digital learners or whatever phrase you want to use. Like, And our learners are always using their phones, you know, phones galore in schools and, you know, Chromebooks, etc. And I just don't like I just don't like, you know, green issues and then walking out and then seeing five or six of them in the bin or seeing them dropped off somewhere else. Or, you know, uh, end of term, f- five of them nicely and neatly, like, you know, six terms and six of the um, what's been going on in school um, magazines n- neatly returned to me. I was like, oh, thank you very much for that. But, um, uh, you know, I-, I just think it's a green issue, a cost issue and uh, um, a modernization issue. Cool. Okay, so across the board there, Tom HB, where are you going to come in with this? I don't think we can put student planners into staff room 101, can we? Especially in those schools which don't have mobile phones in classrooms or at all in the school day. I don't, students need somewhere to write down what homework they've got because they can't remember it um, because they're only little. And so I think student planners have to stay as far as I'm concerned. They can't go into staff room 101. I agree on all the other stuff, though. Needless paper, I think, is... Um, yeah, I think that can go into Staff Room 101. Another thing then I would add potentially for Staff Room 101 is exercise books and worksheets. 
sticking paper on paper if we're going into that theme why not use a booklet but that might be a discussion for another day oh don't get me started on booklets i have big issues with booklets but I'm just paper on paper i do have an issue with as well I've just jumped Sorry, off my. I've just jumped off my sofa and punched the air as if like someone scored in the last minute. Totally agree with that. To- totally agree. Why can't we just out like handing out glue sticks in in twenty twenty two is just ridiculous. You know, if you still want to keep, if you don't like booklets, like Nathan doesn't like booklets, and that's fine because no. they're not universally popular. I went to, I went for an interview last year, and I used a booklet for my lesson, and these, these people observing me didn't like that um, for whatever reason. I thought it was quite easy to keep everything in one place, but hey, but different difference of opinion, I justified it. They criticised it. That's fine. If you don't like booklets, but why didn't they like why it? Why not use exercise books? But then hole punch them and have treasury tags and then put your worksheets in like that rather than having to glue in everything. That would be a nice, happy compromise. Do you know what I have, Tom? I have those um, poly pocket things that's like a booklet, but it comes preloaded with all the poly pockets. Does that make sense? I just slip the pages in there and then I reuse them like all the time. As in once you, once, how how are the kids filing them then? Like they put it in a little plastic sleeve, but I have very small classes, mine, don't I? Very small uh, yeah, classes. Yeah, uh, uh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I suppose when you've got, I suppose when you work in your setting, I think that probably does make sense. But yeah, yeah. Um, be interesting to see what other people think about that as well. Mm. And I can see Miss Evans has got her hand up, so I think Scott, okay there. how was she? Me? Sorry, oh, go there. Um, oh, go Scott, you go first. For me, I think when we mentioned like plastic wallets and things like that, and then the treasury tags through the books, it's the amount of plastic that's produced in the three and Eric and me. Then there's there's a way of we are as a system trying to tell kids the best way forward and protect the environment and things like that. And the first thing we're doing is wasting a massive amount of resource. And I think teachers, even with like laminating and stuff like that, we we don't show what we're saying. I think that needs to be taken into account as well. Um. I forgot, I forgot what I was talking about. Um, in terms of the teacher planner part, uh, sorry, the kids planner, I same with the sort of lesson observation things as well. It's it's how they are being used. And I've been in some schools where the kids all get given a planner and it costs a fortune at the end of the year and they don't really get used. And my current school uses them exceptionally well. The, the whole behaviour policy runs through the, the kids' planners and everything. So it, it, they use really, really well. And I think... It's the same with anything in education. If you're going to do it, you need to do it and embed it properly and make it useful. Don't just do it because everyone else is doing it. Can I just add that in our planners, and Scott's might be the case, I think we might have had this conversation before, we might not have. Our planners have got mini whiteboards in and they've got red, amber, green cards in. So as a way of sort of whole class assessments, a way of sort of doing, a, a way of sort of maximising ratio, our planners are absolutely fantastic. Now, if your school doesn't have a mini doesn't use planners with mini whiteboards in somebody you know ask somebody to because we only brought them in about five years ago and they make a massive massive difference and that whole point about people not liking handing out mini whiteboards if they're in students planners and if 99 percent of kids remember their planner then hey that solves a massive issue as well so i can't put student planners in there i uh yeah i just like to kick him in there i th- I, I totally agree uh there that like, I, I think I've been in an environment where they're just not used correctly and it, it frustrates me. You know, can I see your planner? Oh, I'm brought in. 
oh, and and then that's it. Or you know, uh, people know you. There's just no uniform policy across the board. And I think that's totally right. They're just not used in the correct fashion. So I'm going to backtrack. Miss Mack is next with her hand up. I think student planners should go in staff room 101. And I know I'm pro teacher planners, but I'm anti student planners. Plot twist. <laughs> There's a paradox here somewhere. Um, no, I'm with you, Miss Mack. So, we, my school used to have student planners, and they started off as these A5 size ones. And then the kids were like, they're too heavy to carry around, and we don't like them. And so then we'd like, scaled them down to an a5 size that they could like put in their blazer pocket and within six months they'd been phased out and i i think my our kids are quite fortunate where they all have um like a, a school ipad so all of their homework's uploaded onto teams so they can find it under all of their um, assignments and then we use like virtual whiteboards with like whiteboard.fi and so it kind of negates the need for for the student planner and if we're thinking environmentally we've got what 1300 students that's 1300 planners that we end up not using that's me done we've got we, we had some more people commenting um yeah in, interesting really um certainly in our context the planner is part of the students' equipment, which are expected to bring in every day to every lesson, and so in form time, they're supposed to have regular equipment checks, which is things like your pen, your pencil, your ruler, um, your purple pen, um, whatever else, a calculator, um, and their school planner is part of that equipment check as well. And about you know sanctions, not detentions and stuff, but sanctions are provided um, if they haven't got parts of their equipment. So. Um, so for us, that's sort of how we sort of keep our lid on it and ensure that actually the, they, the kids look after them. Having said that, on year 11's last day um, this year, I left school just after they left and I couldn't help but notice that one of the planners had been set alight outside the school gates um, from somebody who clearly enjoyed their five years at school and, you know, will be getting some fantastic results in the summer. Nathan, anything you've got? Is Nathan still alive? We don't know. He yeah, sorry, I'm here. I was, yeah, yeah, I, I was just contemplating burning school diaries and things. Not very eco-friendly. Uh, am I here? That sounds like an existential crisis, there, Nathan. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I'm here. How is everyone? Is everyone well? <laughs> Pardon. Is anyone there? Tom and Nathan, are you still hosting? I'm... Yeah, we're still here. Can, can oh, you hear like, we, we, we're all here on the same time now. For a moment there, it all went, and then suddenly I caught up, and like everyone had emojis at the same time. Excuses, excuses. There's something weird going on because I saw that as well. It's like I think there's some kind of weird lag in the Twitter space here where like it slows down and then suddenly pa, 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 everything happens. Yeah. Once. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, how, how does it go? You're like, pa, 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 pa. <laughs> like that. I think it might be Nathan who needs the new phone. Do, anyway, we were going to put student planners into staff room 101, weren't we? Were we? Were we? I don't were know. We? What were we going to say? I can't believe I missed that much. Student planners. 
Okay, are we voting, Tom? Yeah, although according to your Twitter space, Nathan, we were still on where we discussed first whether that was the um, teacher plans. But yeah, we can vote on student plans. Yeah, word. Right, okay, student planners then. My vote, student planners, I don't see any point in them. Bin them, get rid of them. Keep. Okay. Keep them. So, Scott, you've got the deciding vote then. See, I'm, I'm going to get rid of student planners with the caveat that teacher planners have got to go as well. I'm just going to reverse it around. No, 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 we're going to find out now that Scott's got shares in some sort of online timetable planning company um, <laughs> because he's been, and he's being lobbied to do this by those Lob- lobbying that us. will make him a real conservative MP. That's me. That's what's happening right about now. Although actually, no, it isn't. It's not. I'm not going to admit to it. <laughs> okay, right. Um, he's being pepped by the head teacher planners. <laughs> I have a question. Uh, do teachers in England or in the UK, do they spend buying stationery for the work at school from their own pocket? Means do they spend their salary on buying stationery, even if it is given by the by the schools here? Because I, I haven't worked as a teacher here, but I've worked in another country. And I have seen the phase where there was no planner and teachers were bringing their own, buying their own stationery. And then the school policy made them, um, provided them with the stationery. And both times, before and after, I saw there is no end to it. Teachers would not stop buying their own stationery. They have to decorate it. They have to make it look nice. Of course. They have to make it... Yeah, sorry. Go on, carry on. Sorry. No, she's gone. Basically, yeah, t- teachers get given pretty much all the equipment uh, from school and then they just decide to go and duplicate it and buy it themselves again out of their own money because they're clearly rich. Yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> my school doesn't pay me. My highlighters and my washi tape. <laughs> I'm so I sorry. Guess. Yes, you have to buy some of it. The pretty stuff. The stuff that's that you spend money on, of course. They found the pretty stuff. But there, is no, there is no end to it. Your face, Tom, I mean, your face. No. It, it, it depends who's got the keys to the cupboard. Exactly. <laughs> Glitter pens, I don't think, are provided in secondary school budgets. Um, somebody can prove me wrong. The only thing I buy out of my own pocket, apart from my own pastel highlighters um which are quite nice is i always buy a hundred black pens and i put them in one massive pencil case and i i do this and it's it actually was a quite cheap per item and i hand them out to kids who need them as the year goes on now i bought a hundred for september last year anybody want to guess which month i ran out of pens september 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 but good one I was I was a little bit worried when this was my early career phase and I thought the best thing to be to prove yourself as a good teacher was to decorate your planner to decorate your lesson plan make it look lovely with stickers and glitters and all that thing 
And uh, because other teachers who were more experienced and those who were like favorites of the head teachers, they were doing that. And I thought that's what may make teachers look better or this is what is called performance. And I was absolutely wrong. I was absolutely wrong because when I observed them in the class, they were not good. Um, they, 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 they were not good teachers. <laughs> <laughs> they need to spend more touché, time there. Welcome to England. That, that reminds me of that reminds me of a system somewhere. You've just summarised UK education in about no, a minute. That's not, that's, than I've that's ever not heard you. anyone do it. That's not you. I'm talking about some other country, but uh, I feel there is this uh, kind of a contradiction. People, uh, those who deliver mm. good, are different from what they present. Uh, they, they, maybe their presentation skills are not as good as uh, their uh, teaching is. There is something there. <laughs> there is, no. there is that that uh, there is there's half and half. You need to be an organizer, but you're also a performer. You're also a carer. You're a psychologist. There's so many hats that the planner literally is is just one of those little things. Uh, but no, you made me laugh today. So good. Speaking of which, I'd quite like to put teachers as psychologists into Staffing 101, unless you're actually a psychology teacher. I wonder what other people think about that. Because it kind because uh, I think you need actual qualified professionals to do that. All right, uh, Tom. Um, Nathan, Tom, you're, you're still yes. here. I am still here. I've moved to a slightly smaller corner of the room. I re- yeah, so quanti- qualify, quantify explain teachers as psychologists of each other of children you know when people tweet children. things like a teacher isn't just a teacher they're a carer they're a social worker they're a psychologist they're a mental okay. health expert they're a personal assistant you know the people who sort of put that sort of stuff normally on like facebook or whatever yeah, no, I, I think I think the, I think that's not. I am familiar with them. But, uh, Tom. I, I'm I familiar think, with those. I think. Be, oh, sorry, Nathan. You you finish your train of thought. Sorry. No, that, that's okay. Um, so I am, I, you know, I'm familiar with those phrases. So you're saying where we, where we, you know, someone expands it to the role of teaching. Now, oh, the, the question I would have for you is: Does teaching already contain those things to some extent, or are you saying that we're like trying to expand the profession in some way? No, I think there's sometimes a bit of a not from everybody, not from everybody who says these sorts of things, but from some people, I think there's sometimes a bit of an unhealthy sort of teachers do everything and teachers will solve all of life's ills. We're not. We're teachers. You know, we are, we do go above and beyond for the kids in front of us. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But calling ourselves social workers and psychologists isn't really, you know, that accurate. And I think it does a disservice to people who actually do those. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Can I just can I just be a devil's advocate? Go for it. That's absolutely fine. But if you have bottom sets, which the spectrum you goes goes as wide as as anything, and then you have kids, a premium kids, and then you have this and that and the other happening, autism kids that don't even know their surname, and then I have to teach them another language. That's great. But tell me something in the. In these bottom sets and the time you spend on pars, sorry, that's my system to, to, to you know, post anything that's gone on with the kids. Don't you think that a well-rounded human being or a human being that has a, a, a caring personality 
that goes far beyond their planner, far beyond uh, uh, their ability to teach their specialism, isn't it required to have all those qualities? But we're not psychologists. We, we, are, we, we are not. Should we be trained, though? Should there be a part of our training that makes us a bit psychology, if you know what I mean? Or should we send them to downstairs to the counsellor? I think I, I'm going to jump in you. I think it just comes from people's like EQ uh, and you know you know your general experience. I've worked with people who've been teachers for twenty years, and um, they they couldn't spot something quite obvious. And then I've worked with people who've been quite young, uh, you know, twenty three, twenty four. And they've had really high emotional intelligence and they've spotted something or they've been really empathetic in the way they've spoken to somebody, uh, pupils, learners. I, I, I think it's really difficult to uh, get a qualification for being a good person. That, that That's my stance on it. I've Thank always thought this. Oh, no, Miss Matt, go on. I'm sorry. I've always thought those Facebook posts were a bit of a hyperbolic metaphor, meaning like, teachers do so much more than just stand in front of kids for 30, like an hour and teach them and then you know have nothing else to do with them um so i've never taken this post seriously uh is everyone else taking them seriously i think so no. I, I, I don't think everybody does but i do genuinely think some people do Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, the bit that I would take, not like offence maybe isn't the right word, but umbrage with, is that I know people who are qualified child psychologists and I know people who are, you know, social workers and have trained really hard to be those things. And I do think that sometimes we can rub people up the wrong way if we are kind of overtly going, oh, you actually, you know, sometimes I'm a, I have to be a doctor because I put a wet paper towel on someone. You know, I think sometimes we can over egg it a bit with the hyperbolic, as you say, <laughs> Miss Mag, you know, and, and that certainly could potentially rub people up the wrong way. Also, for me, the big thing about this is that I think we shouldn't have to be all of those things because the other services should be funded properly. I shouldn't have to do half of the social work that I have to do because I'm having to do it because it gets bounced back to me from CAMS, it gets bounced back to me from uh, social services, or oh, it doesn't meet threshold. And so we end up having to pick up so much stuff because... Uh, th there isn't the funding within the system to do it elsewhere. Not because we can do it well, not because we're in any way qualified to do it, but because somebody at some point has to stop it. And I think teachers are suckers in the end for that. And I'm sorry if that hard, sounds harsh to people, but you know we we break our own backs doing it, and, and that's a real real tough situation. Sorry, go on, Scott. I was going to say I completely agree that I think I, I tweeted something similar the other day about this going the extra mile or putting the extra in, and I think sometimes we are our own worst enemy because we try and do our best, and we always try and put the extra in and try and help out where areas are being dropped. But actually, if the education system really cared about those areas, they'd be funded in the first place. They wouldn't have to have people plugging the gap. And I think a lot of the time we do ourselves the service of profession because we try and be everything to everyone rather than saying actually i'm the teacher i'm going to focus on these areas as a education system you need to fund these other areas properly stop leaving them as a it'll be done ad hoc or like a sort of a charity time basis because they're much more important than being a sort of add-on um and not being done properly about people who are sort of trying the best we don't want trying the best we want properly trained people in front of our kids support them the best way they can i think for us, 
we do need to sometimes put our foot down and go, actually, no, this needs to be funded properly. Can I just come in on that? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a first aider. I'm not a doctor or a nurse, but I'm a first aider. So I can give first aid and then when it gets to a certain level, pass it on to the professionals. I'm, I'm a mental health first aider. I'm not a psychologist or psychologist, but I'll do the first aid part of the mental health first aid and refer it on as the thresholds. I'm, I'm a DSL. I'm not a social worker. But, so it's the thresholds that come in here. Actually, people sometimes overstep the marks and want a label of being the nurse or the doctor or the psychologist or otherwise. So we do have bits of those. It's really dangerous if we don't make sure we've got clear thresholds to signpost to the proper professionals. And I think what's been said here about properly funding those areas, we'll, we'll all know the horror stories regarding CAMs for referrals at the moment. And again, I've worked in a few maps recently where we've employed our own uh, psychologists and psychiatrists and, and so on and, 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 and old CAMS workers to make sure children can access those things. So it's exactly about being properly funded, but knowing our thresholds for the basic level we can provide in schools. And, and I think it, we I need think to know our limits. And I think yeah, I wanted to go back. I wanted to go back to what you were saying, Scott, that we break our backs. Do you think that's why we're exhausted at the end of the term? I, th I think for us, as a profession, no one goes into teaching and doesn't care about other people. I think people who are in education that aren't there aren't and for the right reason. Like we don't go in for the money. We go there because I really enjoy spending my time with kids. I really enjoy the like the, the feeling of helping people move forward and helping them get a better life and giving them chances that I never had when I was growing up. And that that's the reason why I enjoy teaching. So a lot of the time I'll always push and, and do the extra and do things that I shouldn't really be doing because that's what I want people to do for me. And I think actually as a profession, because we all want, or most of us want kids to do well, it's quite easy to, to take advantage of that people wanting to go the extra mile and then allowing other things to fail, knowing that we'll just try and pick up the slack. Uh, I think it's part of a, a currently a, a bigger picture across society where things are allowed to be failing. So people are going to try and help it themselves without actually being centrally funded. And, it's it's a really big problem because we're still paying taxes or paying higher taxes and where is that money going the, the spend is less the money going in is more where's that money disappearing to and it's not going to the right places i think the more we step up and try and plug that gap actually we're sort of shooting ourselves in the foot um am i okay to add something sorry um yeah. just just going back to what somebody has said earlier about these facebook posts where people are saying that their teachers, their social workers, etc. I think a lot of that is coming from the fact that our profession is, in recent time, constantly being attacked in the media. Um, that it, it's it's kind of that there's a lot of negative stories and negative views on teachers. I know from my own feed, I've seen um, you know um, headlines and stuff talking about the holidays. I mean, it comes up nearly every year anyway. Um, and I think that a lot of these teachers who are posting these things, that, you know, it's not necessarily right, but I think that they feel that they're, they're having to, um, like, justify their profession. They're having, to, they're having to fight for their profession and actually say, no, we don't go home at 3.30. Um, we don't just have all these holidays and do no, no extra work, etc. And it's not just a case of standing in front of a group of 30 students and just delivering a PowerPoint. There's so much more to that. Um, but I do agree, though, I think that we shouldn't be saying that we are all of these things. 
I think when you when you when I know that when I became a teacher, I knew that it was more than just standing in front of a PowerPoint and you know in front of my students and delivering a lesson. There's so much more to it um, than that. And I think that we kind of it comes with the job, um, you know, being that person to listen to students, having to have all of these skills. I think that we do need more training on it though, and I think that schools have got. Um, that, that they've got the responsibility to, to give staff adequate training in these areas. There are some schools that I've worked in where our development days have been literally moving furniture. Um, I kid you not. Um, but there are, uh, like the school that I'm currently at, they've been brilliant and, you know, they're teaching us about all of these new things, social media, etc. I just think that we need to step away from saying, hey, we're a social worker, we're a, we're a mom, we're this, we're that. And I think that we need to um, basically just look at what we're doing. And I think that we need we need to schools need to make sure that there's extra training there for us to, to look at these various issues that are coming through with students at the moment. I don't know if some, what I said makes sense, or I really do hope it does make sense. No, 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 it really does. You know, like I, you know, I was listening along there and thinking, yeah, there is, you know, the bits I, I, I take from this, and I really do agree with this, you know, I think uh, some of the bits Patrick said about knowing thresholds, you know, knowing where you're trained up to, I really agree with this idea of mental health first aiders, and I think, you know, I heard my, my, my sister tells me about her school where they have as many mental health first aiders as they have first aiders, and it, because it is taken seriously, but also we need that kind of language, we need those thresholds for other stuff. You know, where are we at with, is there such a thing as, uh, you know, like, uh, well, I suppose mental health first aid just feeds into camps. But, you know, are we, you know, like, where are we at with those different levels of what people are, what that training means and where not to. And I think that's important, where not to overstep the mark, because when we talk about people being a parent or people being a carer or I, you know, I feed the children, I care for the children. At some point, I think we can overstep. We can do too much when we should, as you know, Scott said, we should be referring and pushing on other services to say, actually, come on, this is a social care issue. Why aren't you picking this up? Where is where, Why isn't it being picked up by you? Absolutely. That's just how it should be. And in fact, that's on school leaders again to make sure that works, uh, to protect the staff in school, because it's very easy to get sucked in um, for colleagues to do that. And, we must protect staff within school. There's that notion of looking after yourself first bef before helping others, having an oxygen mask firmly in place. If we don't and we abuse people, allow people to abuse themselves, then that's when people start to crash and burn. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, that putting that, that oxygen mask on first, I love that metaphor. Now, Tom HB, I've pulled up a list on the computer. Are you there with me? I'm still here. Okay, I'm going to read through Okay, the list. I've got a list. There's, there's quite a few here. Ready? So we talked about the psychologist one, right? I don't know where this is from. I could say, but I don't want to shame any like organisation or anything. So Please do. Okay, so I'm a counsellor, psychologist is the first one, which we've kind of been talking about a bit. I'm a police officer that controls a child gone wild. <laughs> where does that sit? Seriously, that's, that's on there. I am a, I am a travel agent scheduling our trips for the year. Remember, guys, you can put your hand up. Yeah, no, up I'll, button, I'll take that one. In. Sometimes it does feel like that when you teach geography or history or something. Yeah, go for it. Okay, I'm a confidant that wipes a crying child's tear. I'm not sure how I feel about that one. But people jump sure in if you want one. to. Okay, I'm a banker collecting money for a ton of different things. Again, Maybe I like, on uniform day, but you know. You, most schools don't let you, you have the money now, now, do they? I'm pretty sure that goes through the office. Um, I'm a... 
Cashless systems. Yep. Uh, I am a librarian showing adventures that a storybook brings. I'd go with like. Oh, yeah, librarians. why not? Like, you know, in some form, I'd go with that one. But we're not librarians. I am a psychic that learns to know all that everybody only guesses. If I was a psychic, I wouldn't be teaching. Okay, here is one that I think, you know, I'm going to put this one. This is this is one of the ones. Um, I uh, When mother and father are gone for the day, I become both. Well, we are in loco parentis, so fine. You fine with that one? Okay, I thought that one might pull up I some mean, more. I mean, the wording's a bit dodgy, but legally, that is correct. Okay. I am a decorator of a room filling every wall. We shouldn't be. Okay. Um, I am a clown and comedian that makes the children laugh. I think Tom Rogers is, but I think the rest of us steer clear from that. Okay, like those are the ones there. Any any comments? Any of those, Scott? What do you think? Are you a clown and comedian that makes the children laugh? I mean, I'm a clown. Don't actually make anyone laugh, but I make myself laugh. Um, <laughs> I think for me, it is. All those things are pers- like a, a lot of them are just personality traits, aren't they? Are you a caring person? Do, do you want to look after those? Do you think that kids should be looked after? Um, I think it's it's all good traits that any normal person would have if they're interacting with children on a day-to-day basis. So I don't see it as a particular, like, this is a job. It's just being a good person. I am a normal human being. Just cross them all there. I don't think any teacher is a normal human being. To spend all your time with kids is... <laughs> You've got to have something wrong with you, haven't you, really? But hey-ho. There we go. Right, so HB, I can't remember what this was. This was inappropriate labouring, overstepping our marks, something like that we were trying to put in. You suggested Not that. knowing your limits, I guess. Not, I, I, think, I think we can all agree here that teachers are not police officers. Yeah. And the rest of it, I think we could agree to disagree. Okay, so what's that? Are we voting at all? Should or should I don't know? I, I think we have had a lovely chat. Tw- tweet tweet posters. Uh, we're going to park that up. one. Park that one. Park that one for another time. I've, I've really enjoyed this, Tom. It's been lovely. I went a bit glitchy in the middle. I'm still deaf in one ear, which I should have mentioned at the start, which is why I've been struggling to keep up with everyone. But it's been lovely to, uh, to, to catch up and put some of these things to rest. It's been very paper heavy, though, this week. It has. And speaking of paper, um, I did look up the etymology of pro forma, and it comes from the Latin pro, which means for, and the ablative singular of forma, meaning form. It literally, pro forma literally means for the sake of form, which I think sums up pro forma about as well as. Tom, you have been on it's fire. It's just for tonight. the sake of it. You have Forma is just for the sake of it. And I think that sums it up perfectly. Fire. And Tom, uh, I'm sorry you don't have my intellect, but you know. It'd be nice knowing. Or Google <laughs> Latin, or whatever it is that you type TNT. <laughs> um, what we Google got? Let's just talk radio coming up. That's a good question, isn't it? Shall we have a look? Yeah, go on. Tell yes. me. I love hearing this. I do love this bit. Ooh, on Saturday we've uh-huh. got two shows. We've got Darren Lester breakfast show. He's asking, would Socrates have approved of Socratic questioning? Okay, Which I yep, think sounds is a great show yeah. in the making. Yeah, like nice. That. And then we've got Joe Hammond back on the lunch show oh, at 1pm as well. With his organ. Love his Joe. Organ. <laughs> and then what else have we got? Any highlights next week? Um, Josh Baldwin's back Wednesday late show. That's our next Twitter space at 7.30pm on oh, yeah, Wednesday like the 17th of August. 
very nice. Nathan, you're supposed to be hosting next Thursday as well. Look forward to hearing what you've got lined up. What yeah. atrocity we should be looking to ban in schools after vapes and police officers. That is true. Do you know what? I, whether it's next week, I am trying to talk about swimming because I think it's really important. I go to the beach a lot at the moment and there are a lot of people swimming, kids swimming. Do you know how many kids by the end of Key Stage 2 reach the required standard in swimming? I don't know. It was measured... 50, it's measured every year and it's supposed to be published on your school website. Mm. Literally, it's like a really serious thing. It's one of the key performance measures for primary schools. Well, I say key because no one cares about it. 50% make it. Could you imagine 50%. if that was maths? If that was English? Well, what people would be well, saying? Well, what is required people? standard for maths and English these days? It's, back, it's late 60s, I think, isn't it? Well, yeah, you know, 70%. Well, current, yeah, you should be looking I, at 70, I've 75%. Somewhere. National it's probably average. high. So I think it's in the 70s, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 75% would be, you'd be doing okay, I reckon, as a primary school. But 50% of kids swimming, you know. Uh, but And that's not even good swimming, man. That's just a bit of swimming. It's not like being a really good swimmer. So I want to talk about that at some point. Don't know whether I'll make it by next week, though. It's a big topic. You know what I'd like to cover at some point? You yeah, know how on. schools legally have to have an active service every single day? Uh, collective worship, that thing. Collective worship, yes. Yeah, yeah. Why? What? A. Why is that a thing? B. How many schools actually do it? C. What should we do with it? It's a really interesting one, and I think you know, depending on where you are, the 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 the, the, um, the area that you're serving can be really interesting because it's a act of collective worship, broadly Christian in nature. It, it links back to the fact, well, the, the first Education Act setting schools up, because they were actually church-based, um, your basic curriculum has to be English, maths and RE, and it's related to that. So it, it stems back from the fact that schools, when they first started, were actually the, the church reaching out to the community and providing education. It wasn't actually from the state. That is a really good so a topic there, if anyone's interested. Tom's going to be plugging away at it in the background, I guess. So, yeah, uh, I think that is all of our stuff, HB. I'm, oh, I'm on mute. There we go. Yeah, no, thank you very much for joining in. Um, this space is available on Twitter for the next 30 days. Um, later, you'll see a link to a space which you can listen back to. It may well be the malfunctioning space from earlier. I'm going to try and change the link before we get there so that that will all be sorted so if you missed anything you can listen back thank you very much for joining us tonight as ever if you want to host on teachers talk radio send us a dm at tt radio 2022 um yeah keep on tweeting keep on following um keep on tuning in and talking it out very good evening Bye bye. you've been listening to teachers talk radio tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.